Welcome to another episode of Top Gun Sports Talk. I'm your host, Maverick. You can catch me on Twitter at Sam Ramball, and you can follow the show's Twitter account at Top Gun Sport Talk on Twitter. Uh, today I've got Iceman with me. Uh, we're going to talk some NBA trade deadline, uh, a couple of trades that have gone through, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl, kind of gather our thoughts on that. And uh, it shouldn't be too long an episode this week, so enjoy. We'll be right back. Today. Oh, you know, it's uh, another day in the frozen tundra, fresh off of a night shift last night. <laughs> got ourselves some nice eats there, yeah, ready to out, go. Shout out uh, Cedars. Shout out Cedars in Cornwall, shout the original the original shawarma. Uh, anyone who's listening to this, uh, we know there's a rankings, there's always a rankings that needs to be made, so if we're going to talk uh, top shawarma places in town, I think there's only three worth discussing, but if you want to rank it, it's a, it's a, tweet, it's, tweet at us. Yeah, it's, tweet a, at it's us. an easy one for us. Easy, easy yeah. call, easy call. We got some ties in, in Cornwall here, though. Today. We got some ties to a couple, a couple local yeah. businesses, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> we can't. Uh, well connected. Well connected, you know. In so. the streets, well connected. Uh, all right, so the opening tip: Blake Griffin trade. Now it's a bit dated. Now I guess it's been less than a week, but still. Yeah. Uh, he's averaging twenty-two, eight, and five at the time of the trade, and thirty-four percent from three. Uh, what do you think? Blake uh, Griffin trade, what are your feelings? I we know that Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley and a first-round pick went the other way, and a second as well, I think. Uh, yeah, but I think a conditional. I believe the second one's conditional based on a couple things, a uh, rules. as usual. Like I think the first stuff. is a little bit too, but the protections yeah, are pretty absurd. exactly. Um, I like the trade, though. I mean... For both teams? or you I really like it for the Pistons. I think, Stan, I think Van Gundy was the guy who came out and said, like, Gonna kind of, I don't want to say electrify the fans because like the fans there are a little bit thin. Put some butts in the seats, though. but something, right? Like you're gonna put some people in the seats. You're gonna sell some tickets. You're gonna sell some merchandise. You're gonna create a little bit of a buzz. They can create a bit of a fit for a couple teams in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I, I'm expecting them to make the playoffs. I think they're four and zero since the trade. I think they're three and zero. Three and zero since the they're trade. Twenty six and twenty six right now. Right, which is right in the edge, right? Oh, they're right there. Right there with probably Sixers. I'm assuming right in seventh, eighth. Yeah, so. I expect them to make the playoffs. I think they can give a couple of fits. I saw a couple of nice lobs. Blake Griffin's doing a few things. Doing, like they're putting him in that point forward. That point forward, situation, exactly. That situation. Which is nice. with, but Reggie Jackson's out right now, so we don't know what their full capabilities are with You're right. Griffin, Drummond, and Jackson, which we'll call their big three. Their big three, yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the main question for me, and I think for most people, is when you look at their roster, the depth is like... They gave up a lot of their well, not a lot of it, but they gave up some depth when they made that trade. So you get a superstar, and you get a like a marquee guy who's clearly the best player on the right. team. But now, like you're starting Reggie Bullock and maybe Luke Kennard, and you're kind of yep. you got like a really scary bench. Yeah, you're right. We were talking so, about that. How you thin out in other places. I mean, that doesn't matter as much in the playoffs because you shorten your 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 bench kind of, and you only go seven, eight deep max. But, right. But it's a benefit it's, to have more. Right? Yeah, they're never exactly. gonna hurt you having more guys. Someone gets in foul But trouble, I do agree with you. I think. They'll probably make the playoffs. Yeah. They should make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And with a guy like Blake Griffin, you can you can scare a team because the top teams in the East, as good as like the Raptors and the Celtics are, I'm not blown away by them. None of them are like shoe in automatic win series. No, like, no, exactly. Not at all. So, and a team like that, which you really don't know what to expect, kind of at this point, like the game plan will be out on them in a couple weeks after they get like uh, maybe two weeks of game plan under their belt, but. 
Uh, we're gonna find out though. I'm I'm really interested to see because I like in the way like I've seen a couple lobs there to Drummond that looked really they're, nice. They're so. showing some chemistry for it, sure. Right off the you hop. can tell Drummond and Jackson were completely hyped to have yeah. on the team. Drummond especially, holy yeah. cow! He just they just want to play with like they never really play with like he's he's way he's a different tier than they are. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's he's a different level. Drummond's fantastic. He's legit. Yeah. Well, Griffin's legit. Like he'll be an all star every year in the East. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Easy. And like what was it? The first game whenever they played the Cleveland, they played Cleveland before. Uh, before Blake even got there, and like you could see the smile on his face, like oh, LeBron came over, Drummond just got the All Star nod to come to replace right. or whatever, and you could just see the grin from ear to ear, like polar opposites. Eh, he's re- yeah, no doubt, he's wrecked. He's pumped for a new kind of a new big in, in, on his team, big superstar. So all right, so that, to see it. That's one side of the trade. I think we both agree that after a while, like at first, I thought the trade was a complete fleecing by the Clippers, but. After more consideration, thinking about a team like Detroit, the only way they can get superstars is by trading for them. They're not going to sign them in no. free agency. So it makes sense they're taking their shot. They're shooting their shot. Exactly. There's a lot of risks. Everyone knows what the risks are. Yeah, Peck's only getting worse with wins. Ba- yeah, and basically Stan Van Gundy kind of put his job on the line for this trade. So yep. if it kind of fails, he's probably going to be out. But on the other side of the trade, the Clippers get a decent amount of stuff back, but you almost have to feel like they have to trade Avery Bradley to get something else back because I don't imagine them re-signing him at no, the end of the year. No, no. Tobias Harris is a nice piece, 25, 26. Yeah. I think it was moving more, every year. I want to say it was a cap, more of a cap, uh, cap space move. Blake, they just signed Blake to that massive contract, and I guess instantly don't want to be a part of it. Well, they're yeah, exactly. Well, that's the main reason. Half they, a year they, later, they right? Thought half a year in, they go, "Is this really what what it's going to be for us?" Like, yeah, just they're going to be they in the middle, it's a middle just the middle of the road, not yeah. really getting anywhere. And their goal is to win championships, yeah. which is odd for the Clippers. You would think <laughs> making the playoffs and just like maybe waiting great, around yeah. is good exactly. for them. But they have like a big market; they should be able to attract free agents. It's just hard yeah. with the Lakers there too. So on the Clippers end, like, what do you think? I, th- I, I want to say it's the right move. Like I. Th- it's easy I, to say right now when the pick hasn't nothing's happened with these picks, right? So it's like it's hey, you got to actually assets. determine what the trade is right now. Exactly, you can't look at a trade after five years. Right? Exactly, but at this point, like you open up some cash space, you got a couple picks. I mean, isn't that not? Yeah, that's the whole point. Right, that's what you were doing. So you wanted that and you got it. So I'd say they did a good job. They got what they wanted. So it's. I don't know if they would really be able to get much more for Griffin. No. I don't know if there's many more teams offering much more. Exactly, than that. it had to be an East team that was kind of like like Detroit in the middle, middling, ready yeah. to just like could 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 have some room in the cap, sorry, and they could. Well, there were rumors that move. Blake might go to OKC or something like that, yeah. and they were probably not offering much. So no, OKC doesn't have many assets to just get yeah. rid of at this point. They're looking to make a run. They can't pick up big guys like that. All right, so that's the opening tip. Uh, over to the jump ball here. Sticking with the Pistons, they're twenty six and twenty six. They're ninth. Well, yeah, they're ninth in the East, but they're tied with Philly. Nineteenth yep. uh, in offensive rating, tenth in defensive rating, and then there's Philly, twenty five and twenty five, eighth in the East, sixteenth in offensive rating, fifth in defensive rating. Who who is your? You know, I mean, we're we're basically picking one of these two teams to make the playoffs. Who's your pick? Um, unless you think another team that's above both of them is going to fall out, like maybe uh, Indiana or, or something. Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, you know pick- what though? Keep that out. Who would you pick out of those two? Out of these two teams? Wow. Who um, do you prefer? I think I like Detroit. I, I know that's crazy. It might sound a little bit crazy, but like, I like that Philadelphia has had like the opportunity these first fifty games to play with their kind of their new young talent. I do like that. But you've also played fifty games with this talent, and you see what you've got, right? Yeah. Now you see the Pistons pick up Blake Griffin, and you see how like they've kind of flourished. I mean, it's very small sample size, so it's hard to just jump right on the bandwagon and say they're going to be a, a four seed, a five seed, or whatever. But of course, 
I think I like the Pistons, man. I like the way like they kind of rejuvenated. They jump started. I feel like a few other guys to hopefully step up and like I want to say play above their heads, but play above their heads and get this team in the playoffs. I'm going to take the Pistons over the Sixers. I think the common. I think most people would probably say the same thing because they have guys that have been to the playoffs before and they know what it takes. Blake Griffin's been to the second round. Right. Stan Van Gundy's been to Eastern Conference Championships. He he knows what yep. it takes. They know what it takes, but. I'm just going to say Philadelphia on the, on the basis of the bench. I think they're just deeper. Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, they have – their top two guys are, the, are are great, but Covington's a great a great role player. Yeah. Sarge is a, even better than average role player for sure. Um, TJ McConnell is pretty decent. They got some other guys on the bench that are, are just not that bad, and they got a couple veterans. So I agree. I'm almost going to just say Philly just from the bench. Yeah, like so. Covington, he's a pretty dead eye, eh? Dead eye I, like, I like Covington. Yeah. I think he's – Underrated, got paid quite a bit, but wow. you've developed him. You've, you know, you stick with the guys that are homegrown. I understand that. Right. So you're with Detroit, eh? I'm with Detroit in this one. Yep. Right, I, I'm on Philly. That's it. That's gonna be a toss. I think they battle the whole year coming down the stretch here. Yeah. I think after the All Star break, coming down the stretch, those two teams really battle for that eight seed. Very, 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 very hard. Yeah, forty percent, thirty-eight percent three-point shooter for Covington. That's fantastic. Great role player. All right. So that's the jump ball. We'll see who wins that. Um, we're going to jump over to some trade deadline expectations or kind of hypotheticals. It's time yep. to get – this is always fun. Even flying around the social oh, media. Oh, it's insane. So today, I mean, it's not really a big trade, but it is a trade. Tyler Zeller got traded to the Bucks for something Vaughn, Rashad Vaughn or something like that. Yep. Nothing much to say there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of a depth move for Milwaukee, really. Yeah. and. Uh, Brooklyn taking a flyer on a young guy who's shown some promise in the summer league. But the real interesting ones to me are where can DeAndre go? Where's Lou Will going to go? George Hill's been rumored to go some places. Mm -hmm. Pretty much everyone except LeBron on the Cavaliers roster. A lot of Magic players are kind of being floated out there. Avery Bradley. So what's the one? Who? Which player are you really... who do you think for sure is going to be getting traded, and which te- which guy do you would you like to see traded to whichever a team? A certain team. Um, so I saw a lot of DeAndre DeAndre Jordan rumors flying around. I mean, the Cavs already sent an offer. They sent Tristan Thompson. Uh, they sent J.R. Smith, and I think a conditional first, I believe, was the offer. Yeah. For DeAndre Jordan. Uh, it was their I, first, though. It was their first round pick, not Brooklyn's. Right, right. It wasn't the, that wasn't that new one or whatever. Um, I think that I think that might come to fruition that Cleveland Cavaliers for DeAndre Jordan. I think that might happen. I just don't know. Like I'm trying to think what they're holding out on. Like they want picks for DeAndre clearly because they they want it with Blake. So like, are they waiting for like more picks, better picks? They just don't want to give them to Cleveland. Like, what's the kind of the issue slowing them, slowing that trade up? Maybe like, just they want more. Maybe they want more. I don't know. Like you're not really gonna get much more than that. Like you just I, got, Blake I, Griffin's. I would say a bigger asset than DeAndre Jordan to trade, right? Yeah. I think a lot of these first, teams so. are. I think a lot of these teams are kind of just waiting till maybe Thursday exactly to just see what they right. can get. See, see if they can get more. See if they yeah, can keep see probing, what other teams right? are offering and then kind of play the game. But right. DeAndre, I haven't heard much about Lou. Everyone keeps saying, "Well, Clippers are selling house, so it's inevitable Lou would go." And yeah. he's kind of their biggest asset now that Blake Griffin's gone because of this whole. The problem is, do you want to get? I mean, leading the, the whole the team basis the is you're going to ask for a first round pick for him, right? Do you want to? And he's got an expiring contract. Last year, he got traded for a first rounder. Same and Corey Brewer, 
but that's different because he had an extra year on top of that. So he, had, and he had an insanely cheap contract. It's like seven or ten million. Yeah, and now it's not. Well, it's expiring. So you're trading a right. first round pick for a guy who could be gone in the summer, which yeah. is most likely. Which is he's going to be going to the highest, highest bidder, if I were to guess. Highest bidder playoff playoff team. I could literally see the Warriors doing something like that with Will. I don't know why. Oh, trick him right into trick it. Trick him right into it. Oh, like seven, somehow, eight, somehow eight, Warriors eight, now got Lou Will. Hey, uh, you want this ring, Lou? Yeah, yeah. Veterans minimum. Yeah, veterans, veterans minimum. minimum. Yeah, exactly. So. I think I, the, the most waves have been Avery Bradley and DeAndre Jordan. Those are the two guys that are creating the most stir in the trade like, that I keep seeing popping up. But this offer, this offer, this offer. A lot of teams can use a 3 and D guy like Avery Bradley. I think he's had a little bit of a down year. so Struggling shooting. Teams are hoping they can kind of steal him, basically, right? So I, the two guys I'm looking for is Avery Bradley. Um, you know another one that's not on here that I, that I saw a bunch of teams going after? Boston was looking at him. Uh, Tyreek. Tyreek. Tyreek Evans. Evans. Yeah, yeah, he's a big one. And he's, he's, big, and he's, he's for sure a, getting traded. And he's having a fantastic year. Yeah, and he's so. they, they, they're they're holding him out of games right now because they're waiting to see what their best offers, and they're basically telling gone. him that they're he's trading gone. him. Exactly. So I guess he's I guess he'd be the number he's one. On guy. He's going right? to be gone. He's on, he's, a, he's, a, he's unrestricted at the end of the year, but he's on a good contract for the rest of the year. So okay. He's. I don't think you go over the tax if you take him for the most part. I mean, exactly. he's on a decent contract. I saw him. I saw a thing. I don't know if it was on first take or one of those shows the other day, and it was saying that the cap isn't spiking like it did a couple of years ago. Well, that was just and a TV like, contract. The, the TV, TV rights went up. Exactly. So it went, went so high that up. everyone just jacked up. So they were saying that a lot of those middle players aren't going to get like those big contracts like they did a couple of years ago. Like the the mid mid level guys getting eighteen million, nineteen million. It's going to go back down to like nine and ten and eleven. I'm thinking like. The guys like Avery Bradley, that friggin' well, that hurts big time, right? I you're on would, a contract here and you're having a bad year? I would not be surprised to see it's kind of a different situation, but I would not be surprised in the free agent market this offseason to see something like the MLB where there's all these guys out there that want to get paid big money because of the what they saw two or three summers yeah. ago. And no one wants to pay it, and there's only six teams that even have realistic cap yeah, space. There, there, I think there's only like eight teams that even have cap space yeah. at all right now. And it's like if you want to go play for like the Lakers, and if you want to go play for those kind of teams. Yeah, and I mean, they're just are they going to understand their market value and just accept it? Like because the MLB players are holding out basically to get yeah. the best offer they can. But there's, I mean, at this point of the year, most of the time most guys are signed. I mean, there's only a couple of weeks until spring training starts, right. and there's th- like over a thousand guys that are, aren't signed or something like yeah. that. And you could see something similar to that in the NBA with some of these. Uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, a guy like Tyre, I mean, I mean, a, guy, a guy like Tyreek Evans is going to be coming into the offseason expecting probably twenty million. Probably. And I mean, you. I don't blame him. And which team at this point is going to be offering? That's just a stupid deal. That's how you lose. That's how you lose. That's your exactly team, how you lose. Right pay now. the middle guys too much money. Exactly. That's, so that's what costs you. It's going to be. Um, it's going to be interesting. That's the one that's interesting to you. For me, the one that's interesting, and it's not just one guy. It's basically anyone on this team is the Orlando Magic. Yeah. You got a new front office in. They yeah. drafted Jonathan Jonathan Isaac, so he's their only guy they're actually connected to. That they, yeah. that's their they guy. Drafted, yeah. They aren't connected to the coach. They aren't connected to any any of the other players. And I think Alfred Payton, Vucevic, and Aaron maybe Gordon. potentially Aaron Gordon. To me, I wouldn't. I like his potential way yeah. too much. But it, unless you could get you get a lot for him. A lot, yeah. Because he's a young player that's yeah. showing shoot a lot threes of and he can play point forward and has unlimited. He can guard pretty ability. much five positions. Unlimited athletic. Yeah, ability. so. I would like. I'm interested to see what they do. They got a couple other guys too. Jonathan Simmons, right? Jonathan Simmons is playing great. You got a big contract though. I'm pretty sure from 
that year of San Antonio, and right? They're going to want to dump some salary. Maybe they're going to try yeah. and tie like a first rounder around Bismack Biombo and try and trade oh, him because that's another big contract. But they took a bunch of contracts like yeah. that. Jeez. So I'm interested to see if the if the Magic kind of move some pieces and they just should. start another another rebuild. Yeah, or if maybe they wait till the end of the season to assess their situation. But sixteen and thirty six, like you're selling house. I would think so, but I'm I'm looking at the Magic. I would like to see Vucevic. you get the first overall pick. They're in dead last, man. They are actually the worst team in the NBA. Shout out to Viper. I know he's going to agree with this. Evan Fournier can make a difference on a bench. Yeah, yeah. Vucevic can be Warriors. a starter in a lot of places. Yeah, um, he's got to stay healthy. Al- Alfred, Pay- Alfred Payton is like a perfect guy to me to go to like Brooklyn and just get take a flyer on him. Yeah, he's got a lot of potential. They got, De- they got D'Angelo. That's a yeah, but they just take flyers on anybody. Yeah, they, they just did. They just did. They just yeah. take flyers on anybody. They yeah. did with Spencer Dinwiddie and look at what's going to get them. Probably a first round pick. Yep. You're right. Um, so I'm interested to see. Interesting to see how all the trade line turns out. Like um, that's coming up Thursday, so hot Thursday. Take, Thursday, I almost want to just take the day off. Yeah, just get ready for the updates. Although last time I fell for that trick, NHL trade deadline, nothing happened. Not one thing happened. Exactly. NHL is way worse than NBA for that though. Yeah, not true. much happens in the NHL. But the problem Sorry, is with the NBA is that there's down. not not many teams have cap room, and all the teams that are contending don't have cap room. For exactly. The most part. So what deals are they making? How much can you just go into the luxury? Anyways, that's. Uh, Kind of what we're going to cover with the NBA today. We'll uh, step onto the gridiron here and talk some NFL real shortly, so stick with us. Super Bowl just happened. That was maybe the best, definitely the best offensive Super Bowl we've ever seen. Yep. Maybe one of, I mean, the last four of the last five years feels like I keep saying it every year is this is like the best Super Bowl I've seen. Yep. And it always seems to be involving the Patriots. As much as you can hate the Patriots, you can't say that they don't have it. They don't make for an interesting Super Bowl game. It's always oh, yeah. tight and it's always interesting to the end. Right. Um, I mean, we were watching it here, Matt. Un- unbelievable game, man. Like that was entertainment at its finest, at its at its finest form. Uh, you get an unbelievable performance from Tom Brady. He throws over 500 yards, no picks. He was 505 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. Virtually flawless. I know he threw 48 times, so I still 20 incomplete passes, but virtually flawless. Amazing game from Tom Brady. Very important missed catch from him, but <laughs> I'm not going to go there yet. Um, but the story is obviously Nick Foles. Like, holy cow. The guy comes out and plays. Backup quarterback. Everyone pressures right on him. I mean, I don't know what else Philadelphia could ask in a quarterback who steps in for the potential MVP player in Carson Wentz, steps in, leads them through the playoffs, and outduels Tom Brady in an offensive battle in the big dance. Like, absolutely phenomenal. They pulled out every trick in the book. Shout out to Peterson, uh, Doug Peterson. That was unbelievable, unbelievably coached game. Called, that, called the perfect game, basically. Called the perfect game, which is what it takes to beat them. Like, Tom yeah. Coughlin knows this is what it takes aggressive. to beat them. He wasn't scared to he wasn't win. scared to do anything. Went for all the fourth downs that he had to, got them all, which helps the cause. Of course. Did an end-around pass to the quarterback in the red zone, which was absolutely enormous. Pretty much the same play the New England did and screwed up with Tom Brady missing the catch. Pretty much the same play right back on them. Uh, I mean, unbelievable job of the Philadelphia Eagles. Congrats to them. I mean, it's been, what, 80 years. They've never won one. That is unbelievable. So, basically, great game. Clearly, he watched the Super Bowl last year and went, you know, you can't, like, coast or try and just Lull. be can't, scared to win. Yeah, like, you got to be aggressive. Again, you know? Pete Carroll, no. Falcons, like, scared too, to win yeah. 28-3 and then just freak out. So. Yep. By the way, let's set the stage here. We're at Iceman's house. Me yep. and Iceman are putting together a insanely good pulled pork. Pork yep. shoulder in the hot, in the slow cooker. 
You got the chips, the dip, and then you get that kind of entertainment level. Not to mention, shout out Pepsi, Dark Cherry Pepsi. Whoa. Wow. That was a game changer. Yeah. Shout out WStucky5 on Twitter. Yeah. Hook it up, you know? Shout Pepsi out. product. Pepsi Co., you know? Shout it out. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, if you... Whoever... Any listeners, if uh, you want to tweet us what you were doing or what you were eating on your Super Bowl, that'd be interesting. Yep. I don't know if we can be touched with this pulled pork that we made. Oh, it was phenomenal. the top. So It was the top of the um, top. Welcome to the podcast, you know? Uh, I think Iceman covered pretty much most of what happened, but... I got to say a couple things. Nick Foles, actually shocking. Yeah. I think I'm still in a state of shock at what he did. I Me too. can't believe it. Nope. It's maybe one of the most heroic performances I've ever seen in a football 373 game. 373 yards, man. A Basi- quarterback. Basically slayed the giant by slayed. himself. It's just insane. And I actually, this is going to be crazy to say, JR, shout out JR. I think the refs got it right both times. Yeah. The catch rule was fully tested, and... Even though they got it, the it was the opposite of the Jesse James one with yeah. the Zach Ertz one. That's not to me. That's not the point of the rule. No, like the point of the rule is to stop to review everything is to stop egregious mistakes where it's blatantly obvious that they made a mistake. They right. just didn't get the right angle. And even with the Clement one, you could say that he was, but he had possession of the ball and he was just readjusting right. it. But he always had possession. It wasn't like he was like fumbling it mm-hmm. around. So to me, like that's the point of like when you watch it on TV and you see it live and you see one replay in full time and you go, you look at it, you go, okay, lots well, of catch. Right. And then when you start slowing it down to frame by frame by frame, it's just it's, I don't think it's the point of the rule. No, and even by going frame by frame, like you're saying, I still think they're. I mean, there's a lot of lot of stink going up because of all the calls. I mean, the Patriots always, you know the infamy around the Patriots and flags and controversy. So in light of that, I think they got it right. I really do. I don't think I don't have any problems with the way they called that game at all. Like at no, all. I thought it was actually pretty well. I, I agreed he completely established himself as a runner. He caught it, yeah. two steps and then made a football move. No. But, I mean it's just they got it wrong when the Steelers did it, but everyone's comparing it to when they got it wrong. Exactly. And they want to expect to see consistency. Well, well I don't know why you'd want consistency when it's wrong. Exactly. Yeah, sense. you want the right consistency. But the problem exactly. with the NFL is that this catch rule has been it's cost Brian, so it's cost much. Calvin Johnson, it's cost team after team after team, and eventually yeah. they need to get this Well, that right. definitely, you're a Cowboys fan, that is the first thing you're going to think of. Exactly. Is just go right to that and go, right wow, we it. lost a game because yeah. of that. But I, I still, once again, like you said, it, the comparison between Zach Gertz's and a bunch of the other ones, I don't even think is close. Like, he clearly took two steps and then, like, leaned his shoulder and was diving for the end zone. Like, Des Bryant was still, you can kind of see in the process of, like, landing, catching, receiving, and lunging for the end zone. It was like such a bang-bang play where Hurts, for me, wasn't even close. Like If you just grabbed a guy off the street and he knew basically nothing about nothing. football and you showed him that and, they, and then you said that didn't count, they would probably smash their head into a wall. <laughs> what is going well, that's on? That's the NFL for you, right? Like, oh, well, you can't really make light of it. It's impossible. No. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, I can't believe it, but yeah, props to the refs. They actually did a good job. Yeah, you know, There's not very many penalties, so they kind of let them play. Slash. I think both teams just well-coached, yeah. just disciplined, and... Two best teams. Really, two best that teams was, of the whole year. Uh, that was a fantastic Super Bowl. I the fact that I started hearing there's some like everything gets brought up about Brady losing three Super Bowls and like his record being five and three. Uh, yeah. It's like here we go. Now we're going down like the LeBron, LeBron path. the LeBron path where lost too many well then. you're getting there. So what is it better if he lost in the AFC Championship more? Yeah. And now they're talking, about, tar- and now they're talking about tarnishing legacies. It's like well LeBron averaged a triple double in the finals that he lost. Tom Brady just threw five hundred yards okay. and lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think we need to start blaming maybe other people here. Exactly. Um, but either way, fantastic Super Bowl. Uh, uh, 
Shout out the Eagles. Nothing much to say. Another show, halftime show. That halftime show was absolutely fantastic. A lot of uh, stink going on around that, too. Don't really understand it. Maybe the Prince thing I could get because apparently they didn't like each other, but... Like you're in Minnesota, you got to do something for Prince. He died like last yes. year. You have to do something. Oh yeah, he got the whole freaking city lit up in purple. Like, come I on. thought it was a good. It was form. amazing. I thought it was a great performance. No, JT's got. He's got, he's got it all. He's, got he's the like juice. the closest to Michael he Jackson got the that juice. we have. Yeah, is it the juice or the sauce? You know, it might be the sauce. Juice sauce. Both. <laughs> yeah, he was fantastic. I mean, that was awesome. All right, the whole um, thing was a spectacle. So that's our Super Bowl thoughts. Uh, quick, we're gonna go and uh, we're gonna run a little play action here. The Alex Smith trade. This came on the heels of what is this like a week? Yeah, this is a week ago. Yeah, a week ago. I can't remember exactly when. Maybe two weeks, I'd say now. These are these two things are kind of in tune with each other. Alex Smith trade and the Kirk Cousins, either potential landing spots or they're gonna give him a franchise tag again. Is the rumor that's coming up? Apparently, you can tie a guy and trade him. Daniel Snyder, are you entering the tricks? What are you doing? Are you RG three in it up here? What are you doing? Maybe Albert Hinsworth's the one that's signing to the franchise tag coming in. Smart tag. Smart. Um, tagged him. Uh, the Alex Smith trade. I mean, if they knew, I didn't understand it at first because I was like, "Well, they have cousins." And then afterwards, you kind of find out that the relationship's so sour now that it's inevitable that cousins is going to be gone. Yeah. Okay, so to me, that actually makes sense. You got a starting quarterback yeah. who's probably going to put you around an eight and eight season at, at the worst. worst. Yeah. Right. Just well, I wouldn't say at best. He's, at worst, he's just like, he's, he's a middler. He's just but he's that's so good for a team in the NFL. Yeah, you're right. It's how many yeah. teams would want that in the NFL? Pay top dollar for that. More than half. Absolutely. Diamond um, doesn't so for they a quarterback. Traded, well, they traded. A good guy, but apparently doesn't fit in their scheme very much. It's a cornerback. Uh, yeah. So I get it. You're getting some high praise, but I mean, you're gonna, it's going to happen. Like, trade happens, everyone's just, oh, who did they get rid of? Like, let's look at yeah. this guy kind of thing. Yeah. But And then everyone freaks out about the Alex Smith contract extension that he signed right away. And then, you, you know, you have the initial freak out. And then you find out later that a lot of it's, there's a lot of specifications to it where yeah. it involves injuries and other performance yep. bonuses and stuff. So it's not a bad contract. I get it. And they basically solidified themselves with a quarterback that you can trust. To basically be a buffer between now and the future, yep. you can now draft a your quarterback, exactly. and he can kind of build it up. I mean, look, let's we'll see how Mahomes does for Kansas City the next year. But yep. Kaepernick was under him; he went to the Super Bowl and played v- fantastic for about four years. Yeah, and he was under Smith before, so maybe he's a good tutor or something. Right? Who knows? Uh, I definitely agree to what you said about the sour grapes with Cousins, like. It seems like it just wouldn't make sense to trade him for like to to get another quarterback if he's still going to be your quarterback because he's right, clearly right. like he's if you're going to pick one or the other you're going to take Cousins right but I think like you said the the sour grapes between negotiating the last three seasons because he's been tagged tag, every year tag, so clearly Kirk Cousins and the Washington Redskins are on totally different pages when it comes to contract talks not, not on the same page right they can't even come close because usually if you get within four or five million dollars like you find a middle ground and you go and it's yeah. done. Clearly, they're on. They're at odds. Um, instantly, that the second they can get Alex Smith and agree to a contract, it, it seemed to happen like a snap of a finger. It's like they're able to sign a guy. He agreed to what they wanted. They kind of came to a, a middling level, and all of a sudden, it's done. So I think they liked how nice and easy it was to negotiate with Alex Smith in comparison to what they've been going through with Kirk Cousins, being forced basically to kind of like the Des Bryant oh. thing. Whenever it happened, there was such like a difference in the two that two parties des bryant saying i want 20 million the team saying well you're a receiver getting 10 sorry we don't want either so we're tagging you pay 17 and just one year extend 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 
Cousins has been sick of it. The Redskins are, I think, they're sick of Cousins. Yeah. I think it's just want, time to go. He like, wants some security. Like he wants some security, he wants which I understand. Long term like, contract. I put up thirty eight touchdowns. But he also year, wants like, to be the highest paid quarterback. And if you're the Redskins, you're also you can't thinking, do that. Well, you're not the best quarterback, so we don't want to pay you top dollar. Exactly. Even though that's how the market is, you just the next yeah. guy gets paid the most. Yeah, exactly. Top tier quarterback, and he's going to in the market. Someone. Yeah, like, oh, like, he'll be getting. Well, the they're throws, tag him, then they're going to get. Throw close to four thousand yards. He's going to throw you thirty touchdowns. So that brings us to our next point, where. Where is Kirk Cousins going? He fits in Denver. He fits in Arizona. Arizona, yeah. Buffalo. Jacksonville's off the market now. They've committed to Bortles, apparently. Oh, nice, smart. Um, yeah, so Denver, Buffalo. Denver Arizona. for me sits looks the nicest. It would make the most sense. Their defense is right there. They have two stud two, receivers. Yeah, two one of the best defenses. And they have some decent running backs, so it makes sense to just jump in there. He makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense there. I, I don't know where else. That, that seems like the biggest market for me is Denver. Like yeah. they get a quarterback, see, that can be scary. I can see Buffalo just doing something crazy. Yeah, and all these teams apply. They're gonna to need me. a contract, or this is gonna be another thing. Kirk Cousins seems to have a problem making contract negotiations with teams. So what's gonna be the difference with another team? Well. New table. The, the difference with Denver is when John Elway comes into the room and talks to you, it's a bit different. Yeah, the rings. Something gone or from the rings Washington. Are on or? Yeah, the rings are on. Getting you know, look at this, what I did with Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, this stuff, know? that stuff. So, but I don't know. The, the one thing is, where he goes, wherever he goes, eliminates a spot where Foles goes. Because Foles is about to get a monster. They're probably going to trade him and send him to one of those teams as well. Yeah. You know the, he can't be traded, though, because he's going to have a contract now. Next year. But, oh, they have a full year still? Yeah. He'll probably just back up, I'd say. Cleveland. If you're him, I don't know. The way like, I see him in interviewing the stuff, like I, I can see him staying there and being a backup to wins. But you never know how many first-round picks Cleveland could offer for they him. They could do anything. You know what They'll mean? be they offering bad boys and coaches and Johnny Manziel. They'll be offering him everything. Bill Belichick's jacket from before. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, Belichick's old earpiece from the 90s um, or 2000s. So I just want to throw a personal – I just want to throw a flag. Personal foul on the Washington Redskins, 15 yards. Um they can have because they let this happen. They yeah. let it get to this yeah. point. You're right. Kirk themselves. Cousins is clearly, or was clearly... At the time, a franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterback. Still is. He probably still is, yeah. yeah. And you couldn't somehow find a way to keep him around. And all you've talked about, all the issues you've had the whole time you've had this thing, RG3. you drafted RG3, second overall, you traded eight draft picks for him, whatever it yeah. was, to get a franchise quarterback. Then you finally have one in your grasp, and you can't do it. Yep. You can't pull the trigger yep. and commit. Speaks to your so, organization. And then this is just going to exponentially get worse because now other top drafted quarterbacks are probably going to f- look back and go, oh, what am I, what am I, like, what kind of trust am I getting here? Yep. I'm never getting backed by the GM or the coach. No one trusts me. Washington for you. Yeah. So I like that. I like that kind of kind of stuff going on in the NFC. You, pers- you know what I mean? Personal foul. In for that in the NFC. Flag. 15 yards. All the Redskins. In for playing Alex Smith yes. over Kirk Cousins, though. Yeah, it's way better. Cousins was known for doing off against the Cowboys. <laughs> Holy cow. 400 here, 400 there. Like, All right. Uh, that is our NFL talk for this week. We will be right back with Dino or X. No need for real or fake because we've pretty much done every team 80 times already. <laughs> so we'll be right back. Back, Dino or X? It's kind of a short list. And we back. Yeah, and we back. Um, real rap, no mumble, or real rap, no mumble. All right, 
Shout out Mingo. Migos! Who are the four members again, Matt? Migos! Let's ask uh, Tad's Viper. He says it's a one-man band. Yeah, one-man band. Migos? Yeah. You said it was four. Yeah, no, three. But I thought Quavo and Huncho were two different people. But apparently they're one guy. Guys, you got eight nicknames. Okay. Quavo! So what's so what's the three then? Do you remember? I told apparently you. Apparently it's Offset. Okay? Offset, Cardi B, and we got... Cardi B's not in it, man. Well, no, that's know. Offset's girlfriend or whatever. Fiance. Fiance, whatever they are nowadays. Uh, we got Huncho Jack, Huncho Quavo, and then uh, Poop Boy there. <laughs> he already forgot Air his name. Air something or something so bad. Air something. Yeah, it's yeah, so take off. Take off, like holy moly. Shout out Migos, Culture 2. Yeah, review. Actually, hey, Culture actually, 2 review from uh, Top Gun Sports Talk is going to be a... I, uh, one and a half stars out of five or something like that. <laughs> Man, it's real rap, no mumble. Like, just Ooh. listen to the album. <laughs> All right, let's get to Dinorax. Um, this was uh, mentioned to me by a listener. Shout out Skyler. Loyal listener. Appreciate this uh, oh, yeah. Dinorax topic. Untucked golf shirts. Dino RX. Fine with it. Completely dino, like, and I'm a golf purist. Like, I would say I'm at the purest of say, forms. Like, pants a lot, pants at all times, right. and like 50 degree weather, pants. fully in for untucked golf shirts. Like, no problem with that at all. Would you rock one if you're on the PGA tour? But I guess we're gonna have to put a. <laughs> no, it'd be talk. You'd have to put a little oh. bit of a length, though. Like, we can't be having knee ball, knee ball, knee balls out oh, here. Oh, you mean like the dress shirts? Yeah, like untucked? the dress shirt untucked. You know, we can't be having that going on. So, like, oh, okay. there's gotta be. I think the short shirt looks really good on top. Like the one that just goes past your waistline. Yeah. Those are sick. Like Ricky Fowler's rocked a couple like the button-down ones that yeah. can stay on top. They're mint. So, so it has to be a button-down on top now. No, it doesn't have to be button-down. Be but like, we're going to be putting like limits on the length here. You know, we're not going to oh, be having... Okay. So now uh, there's like NBA plus three length shirts. Right. It's like you don't have plus three length shirts out there. So like, as long as it's like, it's dino. Let's just leave it at dino. X for me. X! It's says, just a slippery slope. A? It's just a slippery slope. Once you start that, then all of a sudden, like, people are going to start wearing sweatpants on the course and, like, the wear, just get scared. Wherever they want. <laughs> this protocol is not fair. You guys wear spandex and tank tops to golf. It's completely against all rules. Just put a normal golf shirt on. Like, how has this become a huge fest? But you know, you go to the untucked golf shirts, then, like, five years from now, guys are, like, ripping out there, like, banana hammocks and like the scariest oh you'll get anything yeah it's dino buddy. shirtless next thing you know yeah. actually you know what shout out Spenny. you can find shirtless golf course golfers on the course at any time apparently <laughs> shout out North Korea the north uh, so let's go to the well we don't even need to cover this I was going to say tucked golf shirts yeah, dino. yeah automatic, automatic dino you just have to it just looks yes, so fresh man. you know uh, Minnesota for the Super Bowl dino or X uh. Dino, like it was mint. That new stadium was awesome. It looked great on TV. Uh, halftime show, the Super Bowl itself was great. Minnesota is a city. It seemed cold. I see a lot of people complain it was cold, but I mean for us that's Freezing. nothing. We don't care. Like we live in this tundra, so fine with us. I'm Dino. I liked it. I'll say Dino. The stadium is literally so. It's actually yeah, it's, it's just creative. Like it's just a plain like oval. It's yeah. Windows everywhere. It looks great. Yep. Uh, so Dino for that. Sprite, Dino RX. Dino, in for Sprite. You know, shout out LBJ. Whoa! So he shouts out Pepsi, and then are we not crossing borders and going right to Coke now? we are. Whoa! Stuck in turning off the podcast like that. Yep. Jumping both sides of the the coin. Uh, Fresca, Dino RX. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm Dino for for Sprite, Sprite too. Well, you gotta be. 
Prescott. Yeah. It's so bad. X X X X X We got a Celtics fan walking in the building here. Right before this big matchup Raptors Celtics. We got we got the enemy walking in the building. Enemy Goner, he's wearing a jersey, hat, notorious BIG book bag. This is a scary thing. We got three topics stuff. Let's finish this here. Um so Fresca, Dino No man, that's X. Like you even have one if you probably have one on you. No, you don't. Like X. No, that's brutal. I know, grapefruit. Oh Damn. my god, man. Grapefruit. You are completely dick. gone. Alright, now the real test. Coke, Dino or X. Um now we're testing your allegiances here. Hard because I've already said Dino to Sprite, but like But you have your allegiances. Do I have to pick or can I just like like it oh, or not? Oh, the next one's Pepsi. You know what well, I mean? Well, Coke's Dino. I love Coke because like shut up rum and coke. Shut up, Dino or X Coke. What? Dino or X Coke. I'm more of a Pepsi person. So yes. Okay, so I'm, for Coke, I'm, still, for, I'm still Dino for Coke. Pick one or the other, buddy. I can't. Pick one or the like, other. Coke's Dino. Perfect. Okay, so Coke's Dino. Never Coke, shout out. X for Coke. Xing it. Xing it. X. Why? Just pick Pepsi. Gotta have one of the other. I, I pick They're Pepsi. They're both great, but like, I'm picking Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Can't just have yeah, both. I agree. What kind of world are we living Pepsi in here? Pepsi over, over Coke, but I like Coke. Okay. Short shorts in the NBA. Dino or X? Uh. What, I'm, in for the, I'm in for the warm up. Like, I like when like, AJ they just says X. Rock it in the warm up. Like that's a cool little star. Right. But in the, in the game, get that out. X for that. On your leg warmer and your uh, spandex. Yeah, the spandex can't be showing. X for that. Yeah, I'm X for that too. Like, uh, brutal. I got some real fat legs, so I'm gonna say X. <laughs> Xing that. Um, all right, and last one. GM slash coaches, kind of like Stan Van Gundy, like Shadow Doc, G- hey, Doc, Shadow Doc, Glenn Doc Rivers as well. Yeah, yeah GM and this. coach. You can't be doing both. It's impossible. Like, do you get paid two different salaries? How does that work? Do you get both, or are you just a coaching salary? Is it part of your contract? How does it even work? Are you just completely scamming so the it's team? Just the money thing, then. I'm X for it. You can only do one. You can't do both. Can't be good at both. Okay. If you could, why isn't Pop doing both? I'm good at the game of basketball. Oh, there Kyrie Irving. Irving. Pretty right. good. Get this baller. guy out of here. Uh, I'm X for GM coaches. Yes. It never works. No. And you, you, you can't, can't do both. both. You can't. And it always seems like if it's always a coach that wants to also be a GM. Right. And right. the trading history is pretty scary for these guys. We need Austin Rivers. Everything is always about now. now. These guys never look for the future. No. They're just looking for their tenor. Well, right? look, look who we got. We got Tibbs. We got Stan Van Gundy. And we got Doc. Let's look at their trade history. Fut- not future. Not future. No. Not future. Right Blake now. Griffin. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. <laughs> Blake, Jeff T, like get him in. Who did Doc trade for? He's made some Austin scary Rivers. Man. He needed a first round pick for his own kid. Yeah. That is scary. That's... And I'm a huge Austin Rivers guy, but jeez, that's scary. All right, <laughs> that's it for Dino Rex. Turning it in and here. Dino uh, Rex wraps winning tonight. Dino. Yeah, wraps for Celtics tonight. Uh, that's an easy call. Wraps yeah, by twenty two. Anyways, it's ah! your boy Maverick at Sam Ramball on Twitter. And your boy Iceman at Marshall91. And you can catch the at Top Gun Sport Talk on Twitter as well. Thanks for stopping by and uh, have a good afternoon, day, morning, evening, whatever it may <laughs> be.